Hey everybody, welcome back to That New, where we once again are bringing you That New. So today we have a very interesting story for everybody, and that is that customer service is the main focus of this second half of the year in 2020. So uh, anybody who's taking like really long to get their customer service numbers handled, you canceled this year. <laughs> My name is Chris Mitchell. I'm joined here with my lovely intern, Henry Lima. And we're here to talk to you about the latest study that came out that we think you guys should know. So this study comes to us from a big report from Sprout Social, one of my faves, to be honest. And here's what they said. So what brought this up is that we were looking at consumer expectations from brands on social media, right? And in the report that came out from Sprout Social, they had a section talking about what consumers think makes a brand best in class on social media. And this is what they said. I'm gonna read the results out to you. So it said, 47% said that consumers feel that companies offer a strong customer service on social media. 46% of respondents said that they think what makes them the best is that they engage their audience on social media. 44% said they are transparent. 39% said they create more memorable content. 33% said they have a distinct personality. 28% felt that they told a compelling story. 23% said they are the first to join a social network. Mm. 18% said that they set trends. You know, they were looking for trendsetters. And 17, the lowest, percent said that they leverage pop culture. So let's talk about how we feel about that. One thing I would like to say is from another report that came out from HubSpot, they said three in four marketers, or about 76%, say they're currently running campaigns, but only 35% plan on doing so in 2021. Customer experience is the number one driver of growth in 2021. And this has been happening for a while, but 2020 really accelerated trends in digital transformation in the buyer-seller relationship. And there's just no going back, right? The study from HubSpot also said, when they asked, what are your top marketing priorities in the next 12 months? Businesses said, number one, in overwhelming first place that they wanted to generate more leads. But in second place, they wanted to increase customer service satisfaction. Now, going back to the Sprout Social study where they said that 47% of consumers felt companies offered stronger customer service satisfaction on social media. Do we feel like that's true? Yes or no? Henry, let's talk about it. So I feel like the fact that um, consumers think what makes a brand best in class on social media I do agree that um, that they are like 47% believe that they offer strong customer service because I think uh, brands on social media, um, they tend to like respond to the community more. I feel like the posts that they create on social media relates to their, their audience, you know, and that's a one way. That's one thing for sure. And, you know, another thing for me is yeah. I think about the, all the times we're in, like, app stores, right? Yeah. 
we they're always asking us to rate they're always asking us to comment they're always asking us to do all these things and you know app stores are a type of social media you know what i mean anytime you have a chance to digitally communicate with your consumers or people engaging with your product or service it's considered social media so i can think of a number of times whether it's through yelp whether it's through a review service or a survey or otherwise where i can see businesses commenting on people's posts where they're not happy with the service where they're pleased with the service if they're not happy they have that they take that opportunity to offer them a suggestion on how to make it better or they like to offer them a discount and be like well sorry you had that experience you know we'll we'll comp you the next time you come in you know so i can definitely understand that part did you have any other thoughts no i think that's a you pretty much set, uh, summed it up pretty well chris um that's pretty good Swag. Okay, so our next one is 46% said that what makes them best in class is that they engage their audience. Do you think that's true, yes or no? I feel like to a certain extent, uh, it depends on what the company is, you know what I mean? Because uh, some companies do engage with their audience here and there, but there's also those companies that don't really like respond to their audience, you know what I mean? Like they're not engaging with them not relating to them you know what i mean and i also feel like they're not listening you know what i mean i feel like nobody really knows what's going on unless somebody makes like a meme about it or unless it's something that's like trending in the news or like in a, in a magazine or like news article or something yeah yeah because like when i think about them engaging their audience i feel like no no they don't in large i really don't feel like they do i feel like from a business perspective their engagement is just like, let me just post something out so people understand what's going on and then like leave it at that and dip. Yeah. You know what I mean? I don't really feel like a lot of people are taking that time to really read through the comments, to really monitor the comments, to really kind of like ascertain where people are and what they're saying and what they're thinking about their brands. I think even if they do comment, I feel like I, what I've seen a lot of businesses do is just like people's comments. Yeah. And then just that's, that's all you're getting. But I mean, at least they're doing something. I yeah. guess it shows that they see it. Yeah. And I feel like maybe people are just happy that they're being seen. But I don't necessarily know if I'd say that they're engaging with their audience, right? Fair enough. Okay, so our next one is that 44% of respondents said that what they do best is they're transparent. Do you feel like businesses are transparent, yes or no? I feel like businesses do are they are transparent, you know what I mean? Because I feel like transparency is very important for a brand or any company, a company literally. Because that's what sets the standard for a company. The companies need to be transparent. Because we see a lot of data saying that people care what's going on. You know what I mean? We see a lot of data that says um, about 60 to 71% of consumers, regardless of age, do spend a lot more time researching products before they buy online or whether or not they go to the store, right? So I definitely do feel like transparency has always just been a thing that people need and i can definitely identify some companies that are really good with transparency i think i've definitely also seen a lot of that come across now that it's june and it's pride month you know like nickelodeon had their thing um all of these athleisure wear companies had their thing and while i definitely do feel like people could probably stand to see more about their process I don't feel like they're doing a bad job letting people know where they stand on issues. 
in terms of like social transparency. Now, workplace transparency, that's another thing. But I also feel like, you know, because we're in school and when we're in business school, we look at like all the case studies that these brands are like, um, you know, there are brands that do put out their financials, right? That's a type of transparency. There are brands who do have their like, I know Google has their diversity reports. Yeah. You know what I mean? And we can tell from their diversity reports if they're hitting or not. So whether or not it's on like Instagram or Facebook doesn't really matter because there's still stuff out there if you're looking for it. So to that effect, I feel like they're hitting their mark there. Yeah, totally. To that, I will agree. Okay, so here's another one for you. So 39% say that they create memorable content. Do we agree, yes or no? Oh, that is a tough one because I feel like brands can be, it could be a hit or miss when they're creating memorable content because memorable content, I feel like it depends on what message they are providing to their audience. You know what I mean? Because um, I feel like when I think of memorable content, I think of like Super Bowl commercials. You know what I mean? Cause right. Very, we we very love very Super memorable. Bowl commercials. Yeah. Like they, that's what the one thing that people are literally looking for in like co- companies, you know, like they, they see a lot of memorable content. They could have some few laughs here and there. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah, and like I agree, like super like Super Bowl commercials is an amazing example because they always do that extra just to be there. You know what I mean? For the amount of money and the opportunity that that spot provides them, they really take it there where it needs to go. And I feel like people don't have that same sentiment on social media. I feel like people are just kind of like, oh, well, it's social media. We could post something anytime, so we don't necessarily need to make sure this hits or not. And that's just not an attitude that a lot of people have, you know? I definitely do feel like there's more opportunity for people to make more memorable taglines, for example. I do feel like people need more memorable slogans. Uh, maybe people need more mascots yeah. representing their brand. You know what I mean? Of course. Bring, bring the car fox in this bitch, you know? Yeah. Show me the car fox. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I feel like all the, when it comes to content being memorable, number one, it's all in video. Mm-hmm. Number two, I think it's all in commercials. Yeah, it's got to be commercial. And I think that's all credited to, like, the video producers, the writers, the planners, the production team, and the actors. You know what I mean? I don't at all feel like that has anything to do with the idea that they want to make memorable content. It just kind of happens with the team and how it flows. But I don't feel that translated well off of TV or off of the movie screen, to be honest. I don't see that reflected that well if it's not on, like, a well-written billboard. Right. You know what I mean? Like, I've seen some pretty good billboards, but, like, in terms of, like, Social media, I wouldn't, for me personally, I wouldn't say it hits. Right. Our next stat says that 33% said businesses have a distinct personality. Do we agree, disagree? I would disagree on that, actually, because I, I, I do understand that it's in a 33% sector because uh, some, some, some brands can have distinct personality. Like, they, don't get me wrong, like, in social media, there's always going to be an image, a personality. Every every brand every brand has one, but I feel like there's not enough personality that is provided from the brand, so they could have their own image and have uh, their audience like understand what their image is. You know what I mean? Like they don't they don't really have an identity, um, which is something that they need to really work on. And you know what? I think the reason a lot of brands don't have an identity is number one, because they don't focus on their personality or their character, right? Because what I tell people all the time is that social media is the delicate intersection between personality and presence. 
And when you don't have personality, you're really relying all on your presence and spending money to be present and spending effort to be present. But if your presence is not powerful, then you are not going to be memorable and you will not hit. I think another reason why people fall short in this category is that they don't represent their tone or their voice well. And they probably don't know how to. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't think people have like good writers, good creators on their team to help them say like, you know, this is the tone of voice we should use. This is the message that we want to send using a selective choice of words consistently. You know what I mean? I feel like that's something that is very difficult for people. And I feel like a lot of that comes from them not necessarily knowing where to make their brand fit into the conversation and at the same time, them not knowing who they're talking to. Right. You know what I mean? Because we can see that a lot of brands are very disconnected from their audience in terms of like who they're talking to. You know what I mean? Not a lot of people utilize their marketing budget on understanding and listening to their audience and identifying who these people are, which is why they call us, right? Yeah. And I do feel like that works against them when it comes into helping them develop a social personality and online personality. What I will say is that there are some people who do it well and there are some people who do it don't. Prime example, fast food restaurant Twitter. You know what I mean? Everybody loves Wendy's Twitter. All the fast food chains, (laughs) the Chick-fil-A, the McDonald's, Arby's, Burger King. They are all beefing with each other on Twitter and it is the best thing ever. You know what I mean? They have a tone. A lot of charitable ones have a tone because their tone is always like, helpful or like always inspirational always something totally um there are inspirational speakers you know what i mean because they're good at speaking so they know how to have a tone and they just got to make sure that carries across social media these people do it well but when i sit here and think about like a like a what like an estate planner when i think about like a like a financial planner when i think about like a like a mortician office like how like what is it like what is the tone what does a personality for them really look like on social media you know what i mean like i think it's probably a lot harder for people like them or like from freelancers to like really have a voice when it's just so hard to like talk to people about like your job when it's a boring job quote unquote and only exciting to you yeah okay so another stat is that 28 percent feel that businesses tell a compelling story on social media. Do we agree? I feel like I disagree on that because I feel like not all businesses tell a very interesting story about who they are, how did they get here, and how how, how to explain it. Um how they like became who they are, you know what I mean? Like how did they identify themselves at that said company? You know what I mean? I agree because like I think of, I can think of certain brands where it comes to like skincare like skincare kind of tells a story or like men's hair growth products you know what I mean they I think they're very good at saying like you know or like making up the story that like oh well you know I started balding in my 20s oh well I had acne forever oh well this oh well that I feel like those brands can do it a lot more easier I feel like again like professions are very difficult. Like it's very difficult for an insurance lawyer to do that. It's very difficult for an accountant to do that. It's very difficult for a doctor to do that on social media. You know what I mean? It's, I I feel like it really does depend on the person, depends on the brand. It depends on the quality of service that they offer and whether or not they can articulate the stories and stuff behind that. Cause you'll also find that a lot of people have stories in like testimonials. They just don't use them or they don't know how to translate them into 
a good story that's like a good selling point on social media for them yeah. in my opinion okay and so the next one 23 percent say that what they did first is they were the first to join a social network yes or no definitely a lot there is a lot of brands that say that they're the first to join a so new social network but in the, if in reality i feel like that's very niche because like i don't i don't know how to explain it because i feel like i feel like it's only like big brands yeah like big brands you know what i mean like i don't know how to like i can't really put my finger like on some it. some people had to pay the way for that to happen for others and to set a standard and i feel like some businesses feel like they're part of the standard setting when they're really just the goats yeah, literally. You know? Um, our next one is eighteen percent say that businesses set trends. Do we think businesses set trends? Do we believe this? I don't think so. Like, not at all. Because um, brands are very can be very bland. Like, I feel like they instead take from the trends and apply it to their own businesses I for agree. their own benefit. You know what I mean? At Doja Cat's entire performance set. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. No, yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, I feel like that's true. I feel like they take and run with versus start. Definitely, like, and, like, I f personally feel the ones who start the trends are the commercials on TV. Yeah, definitely. I, I feel like they start the trends first. I mean, and it depends because some trends are, like, silly for businesses to even be on. Like, yeah. TikTok dancing for things, I really would, I'd just, just stop. It seems off. <laughs> right. Um, but, again, like, they're just... I also think about, like, common practices that you can see in commercials. Like, those I definitely think are not necessarily, like, trends, quote-unquote, but I do think they're examples that businesses follow off of each other, if not set for each other, you know what I mean? I do definitely feel there is a bit of sentiment setting and a lot of strategically placed content coming from businesses, but it's hard to identify who started it, you know what I mean? Because I think about, like, subscription boxes. Yeah. That was the thing. That's trending, but it's hard to identify like who started that. And then we were, we were talking about like meal prep services, right? That's a trend, but someone had to start it and someone had to, you know, carry it if not follow that precedent. And I think I, I think it's very difficult to ascertain who starts and who follows the set precedent. Our last topic is seventeen percent say that they leverage pop culture. Do we think that they leverage pop culture? I personally don't. How do you feel about it? I don't know how. I don't know how to explain that because I don't think they do anything. Like I don't feel. I feel like they don't really play that big of a role to like leverage pop culture. You know what I mean? Honestly, I. I yeah, and I think that's uh, the biggest thing, right? Do they play a role in it? Yeah, I don't think they do. I don't think they do. I certainly don't. But I mean, I guess some people think they do. I'm personally, no brands come to my mind. Yeah, me neither. When I think of this stat, and I think that's a problem. Yeah, me too. And that brings us to our next point. And that is, what are some actions brands can take to get consumers to buy from them over a competitor? Uh, again, the study from Sprout Social said, number one, everybody wanted them to respond to customer service questions in a timely manner. All ages, 47% responded, right? The next one that they said was, demonstrate an understanding of what i want and need that was really important to people 43 percent responded they wanted something more culturally relevant or content to be created that was more culturally relevant that was 39 percent they wanted to create educational content about their product or service 31 percent 
the lowest was engage with me on social, right? Okay, so let's let's talk about just this part, right? Do we feel that they respond to customer service questions in a timely manner? Yes or no? I don't think so. Like, I feel like brand, actions that brands can take to get consumers to buy them, uh, I don't know. Like, I feel like I just think customer service is a it's a big thing. Don't get me wrong. Like, all brands must respond to customer service questions in a timely manner, uh, and that's what. Um, but do you think it takes more time for you? I feel like it does, honestly. Yeah. yeah. Do you think it could just be faster? Yeah, I feel like they should be like. I feel like, cause, like, customer service for, like, certain companies can be very, like, bad. Like, they lag so bad. Um, I agree. It depends on if you have to call somebody versus if you have to email somebody versus if you have, like, a chat bot. Yeah. And then they tell you to either call or email somebody yeah, for like, sure. And it just drags out the issue. I definitely, yeah. Yeah, from experience, like, um, when I when I had my, my R2 controller broken for my PS5 controller, uh, I had to, like see if i could get that replaced so what i had to do was go to the sony website the playstation website um to get that fixed and so i had to go through a chat bot first to see what the issue was what was the action plan and next thing you know i get told to call customer service and yeah i was not about to do that because i know it's gonna take freaking forever oh yeah sony i'm not calling you for anything <laughs> definitely not okay do we feel like they demonstrate an understanding of what you want and need not real to a certain extent i feel like some brands can um they do demonstrate an understanding uh as long as they are very uh engaged with their audience i do agree to a certain extent that i feel like um they do understand but there's other companies that can be a hit or miss when it comes to understanding their audience you know what i mean you know what i feel like i've seen this more from apps than i've seen from individual businesses right you know what i mean because that's what updates are for right they're to fix problems and solutions i mean i'm not really sure if i know like a burger joint down the street that's like oh yeah let me like listen to people and like no you know what i mean like yeah. no they're not scoping for they're, us they're gonna stick to their stuff yeah or like i think like what like if it's a fast food restaurant and they're like hey well like what would you like us to bring back like are we bringing the mcrib back are we bringing your favorite sandwiches back are we bringing back the Mountain Dew pitch black. What are we doing? You know what I mean? I feel like in those cases, sure. But like largely, I, mm, mm, not, not for me. Yeah, I don't think so either. Do you feel that they create more culturally relevant content? I don't think so. I feel like, I feel like they're not up and running with trends. You know what I mean? Like I have not seen, uh, much companies that have been very culturally relevant. Um, can't seem to figure out an example what about you chris i mean i agree i definitely feel i i can't necessarily say i'd call it quote-unquote culturally relevant what i here's what i will say i will say in terms of things that are going on with the world we've seen a lot of people respond to the pandemic a certain way and in that i can see the argument for relevancy but we're talking about culture um actually you know what i'm gonna take that back i definitely think like asian stop asian hate that's a cultural movement black lives matter that's a cultural movement yeah. um wearing braids and like natural hair in the workplace that's a cultural movement tattoos as a movement you know now that i think of it yeah i do I, I, there is a few out there that are very relevant culture wise but i don't necessarily feel like anybody is a trend leader in that regard you know what definitely i mean i feel not, like no. those are just social conversations 
that get carried across social media, but I don't necessarily say that they're trend setting in that regard. I just feel like they're just kind of responding to what everybody's saying. You know yeah. what I mean? Because like this month especially, like when I think about all the LGBT and trans stuff, like yeah, I like I'm just kind of like you guys are only gonna really be here for the month. You know what yeah. I mean? Like unless you're gonna stick with us like year round and like yeah. really be about like this uh, affirmative action in the workplace. They're just, they're just literally sticking the rainbow into their logo and just say, oh, we support LGBTQ. You know what I mean? Yeah, and I'm just kind of like, listen, like there are people like genuinely afraid to be with their significant other outside. You know what I mean? I really don't feel like your Nickelodeon commercial with the drag queen is really doing anything to like help me out. You know what I mean? Yeah. But I mean like good for you. Right. I mean, but I mean like, that's just my feeling. So going back to whether I feel like they're per culturally relevant personally, I feel like they're more just finding their stake in the conversation, whether it is about like, you know what, we're going to be the first one to like really like, get in on these people and like social justice issues and da 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 yeah do we feel like they create educational content about their product or services i feel like some small businesses may create educational content about their product because not a lot of people will know about what their product is so therefore i feel like once they create uh like a whole video or like an educational about who they are and what they're there for they just need to set like a goal for them you know what i mean i agree and you know what i definitely think this does make a difference between what is a tutorial versus what is like an educational thing because like sometimes when i think of education based i think you're gonna give me like the stats of it you know what i mean when i think about like um personal care expose videos on youtube right like i'll go in and see people getting like um microderming done getting facials done getting their nails done a particular way getting a surgical procedure done and then they make these videos where they show them the process and in the video they ask them like what are you doing like what is what is going on here can you explain to the viewer like what and then they tell you you know what i mean in that regards i can see that's educational and not very tutorial but at the but on the other end if i like bought like a like a new product like a brand new hair dryer, if I got some new makeup, if I got some new pants that were manufactured to be, um, like have a function a particular way, if I got like a new computer or like a new desktop and I was like showing people how well it worked because it's the newest model, you know what I mean? In that, the argument could be made that it's educational, but you know, I feel like there's definitely a difference between like showing people how a product is and how it's working versus educating them about like what what it took to get the product to you, you know? Because I think about like t-shirts. Sure, I'm not necessarily going to sit here and educate somebody about like what goes into a cotton t-shirt. Yeah. But you could, but you're probably not going to do that because it's kind of like, you know what I mean? Everybody might want to be protecting their Chinese slave labor low-key. Yeah, <laughs> like they're trying to hide something. <laughs> yeah, and like, uh, and like the ingredients on the back of these cans are probably not FDA approved. And it's probably like too way too scientific to be out in the scope for people. You know what I mean? Like when I think right. about cooking tutorials, everybody's like, oh, well, I'm going to use like xanthan gum. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I'm not going to sit here and like go like spend the next five minutes yeah. explaining like what does xanthan gum do for these for these cookies. Like all these chemicals, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah. So I, I think it matters. I think it depends. I think it's what what you got to deal with, what's in your hands, and what you're trying to talk about. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I just feel like companies need to work on their creativity when it comes to educational content. 
Right. And then, so, okay, so do we feel that brands engage with people on social? Do you feel like they engage with you? Mm, me personally, no. Um, from experience, I've never had a situation where a brand or any company would engage with me on social media. I feel like that's, like, near impossible. I agree. Personally, I feel like I've seen a lot of businesses just like people's comments or, like, repost people's comments or, you know, you'll get, like, those one or two maybe, like, They'll go through every 50 comments and then just like say something in response like, haha, thanks, thumbs up, haha, you know what I like mean? they have an automated message in their comments saying like, oh, like here, see our website. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like I don't feel like it's very like thorough. I don't feel like they're really like engaging, engaging with people and like really jumping off with conversations about things. And I don't feel like they have time to either, but I don't think that's an excuse, you yeah. know? Um, and, and like for me personally, I would also say no. However, what I will say to this effect is that I know a lot of businesses personally, and we all follow each other's accounts, so they probably put up each other. We put each other to the top of the list when it comes to responding to them. And I feel like I can say that they respond to me because I'm at the top of the list and like they see my comments and I'm always like the first to comment and they respond. But like if you're not someone like me, probably going to be like low on the list, not going to respond to you. And that probably kills the experience for a lot of people. Yeah. So our next item for discussion is consumer's preferred channel for sharing feedback about a product or service, as well as consumer's preferred channel for reaching out with a customer service issue or question, right? So right here, in terms of preferred channel for sharing feedback about a product or service, 31% responded social media is their number one channel for sharing feedback, which we're going to talk about. Um, their number two is email. Number three is a review website, not a company website, a review website. Number four is company website. Five, customer service number. Ew. <laughs> yep. Behind that is brand survey, in-store. I think you got to be pissed as fuck to be like in-store. Like you really got to be mad to go in-store <laughs> about a product or service. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that's just kind of what, what's on the list. In terms of preferred channel for reaching out with a customer service issue or question, uh, social media, again, number one, customer service line. See, that one's kind of confusing because it's like, is it a customer service number? Is it a rep? Is it a chat bot? Like, what, what are we talking about? And then there's email number three for preferred channel for reaching out with a service issue or question, followed by company website, and then review website, the opposite. And then there's in-person, and then there's brand survey, right? So one that I want to talk about is I really want to talk about the disconnect between customers preferring social media to share feedback about a product or service and businesses using social media to contact people about their product or service regarding an issue or question, but... Like we were just talking about with the other survey results is that only 27% of people across all ages felt that businesses engaged with them on social. So what does that leave us with? You know what I mean? So like, let's, let's talk about that. Like, do we feel like businesses are kind of really not understanding this disconnect? Do we feel like they are, or do we feel like they not? Cause I personally feel like they're not same here. I, I, I feel like businesses are not really like, they're, they're not, it's not their main focus, you know what I mean? Like, they're, don't get me wrong, like, they have to engage with their audience in order for them to keep them interested in their product or service. 
But the thing is that as much as consumers want them to respond to their feedback on social media, there's still this issue where these brands are not really engaging with them on social media. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. And I definitely do feel like I'm not going to go on social media when my PS5 controller breaks. I'm not going to go on social media uh, in particular to like, I, like I'm not, I'm definitely not going to Facebook somebody about, oh, well, your sandwiches aren't that good. I'm not going to Facebook somebody about, oh, well, this, this fan doesn't, doesn't yeah. <laughs> rotate properly. Oh, well, these forks are more pointy than I thought yeah. they were. And they stabbed me in the, in the gums. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I'm not going to go to, or like, oh, a Wi-Fi issue, a tech issue, yeah. like an internet related <laughs> issue. You really think I'm going to sit here on social media? How can I? I ain't got no internet. <laughs> like, gonna, like, what are they going to do with that information? You know what yeah, I mean? You yeah. know what I mean? I just kind of feel like it's, it, it may be hard for them now again. So we're also talking about places like Yelp, places like app stores and things like that. Yeah. That is technically a social platform in which they can interact with people. And to that effect, we said earlier, right. we can see engagement there when it matters, when they do it. But in my mind, when I hear this, I'm in my mind, what I think is people are like YouTubing, oh, this product sucks, Re like respond to my comment. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not going to go over here and like, if I install like a new ring system for my house, yeah. I'm not going to sit here and like run up into rings comments on YouTube because I don't understand the tutorial. I feel like they're missing something. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I'm going to go to their website. Yeah. I'm going to call them. I'm going to get on this chat bot and I'm going to be like, yo, run that ring. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I, I don't imagine people spending a whole lot of time on social media just to, like, engage with the business when they need something. And, but, I mean, that's what they want. And I think that's weird. <laughs> right. Yeah, totally. I think that's a, I think that's an interesting perspective to have that, like, if I'm engaging with you on social media, then, like, if I have a problem, then I should just drop in your comments. I should drop in your DMs. And we need to talk about this right here, right now. I can see that working on Facebook pages because they have a messenger for that. Right. Specifically for that. Yeah. Um, I don't know about any other platforms other than like, because like when I think about like Twitter, for example, like you have to put a poll out. Yeah. You have to be like, hey, if you have um, any recommendations for products or if you want to collab on something, then then that's kind of like when you want to DM people. That's when you want to yeah. message people. That's when you want to hop in the comments. You know what I mean? I don't see a lot of that happening through organic engagements in the comment section. Right. And another thing I'm thinking about too is I'm thinking about the video companies who ask their viewers what they want to see next so they can make new episodes, right? Yeah. We're, like that's very much a real issue as well. Yeah. Um, you know, businesses are asking people like, uh, in terms of like making videos, like if there's anything else you guys want to see, then drop a line in the comments and yeah. we'll get back to you. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like we see that, and, but I don't know how much that happens. You know what I mean? I've yeah. never seen a YouTube video unless I specifically said in the intro, yeah. this suggestion was brought to us by so-and-so who DM me such and such. Yeah. They make it very clear at the intro for sure if they do, but I don't think it's so popular and I think, and I feel like it, they sometimes they do get criticized about like, oh, you're only making content that your um, audience like provides because you have yeah. no originality, you have no creativity, like, so your con, so your content yeah. has to come from your audience, which is kind of like, well, yeah, that's what the fuck I asked them for. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I yeah, mean? Cause like, because like, even most content creators, like they they do get like their ideas from like Patreons. You know what I mean? Like Patreon is like the service where 
you it's like exclusive for members of their like of the youtube channel you know what i mean like um i i've seen like this youtuber called saber spark on youtube uh, he does like um like reviews on like animations films and stuff like that and he and like one example of like in, like engagement with that is is he goes on Patreon to see what the members suggest. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, like, suggest yeah. me a movie yeah, so like, I can bring it to you. Like, guys. what content do you want me to, to bring it onto YouTube? Yeah, and I definitely feel like businesses could use that to adapt their model. You know what I mean? Like, if I was, like, Starbucks, like, what do you want to see in your coffee? Like, what type of coffee do you want? Or, like, what, what type of toppings do you want on your burgers that we don't already have that we can bring in? You know what I mean? Like, I can definitely see that there. But here we're talking about customer service. Right, yeah. And we're talking about how satisfied they are with it. Yeah. So would you socialize on social media for your customer service needs, yes or no? Me, I, would, I wouldn't I would think so, no. I also yeah. would not think so. I'm not leaning in this direction. But we can see from the results of the survey that that expectation is kind of there. And that's that's just where we are. We don't know what you guys should do with that. But what we can tell you is that it's very important for a business to maximize their engagement so that they understand their customers' needs, their consumers' needs, and their the needs of their clients. You know what I mean? Um, how far you guys want to take that is up to you. All we can really do is help you understand what they're saying and listen to the request and bring it to you. Say, hey, businesses, people want to see this. I don't know if you're listening to them or not. If you're not, well, I just want to let you know what's going on in like, what's the vibe? What's the mood? What are we talking about? And whether or not these conversations are taking place in your workplace or not. And that's all we have for you guys today. Stay tuned for more episodes and make sure to hit that follow button so you'd never miss an update. If you would like more information on some of the things that we were talking about in this episode, you can visit our website at cmitchellmarketing.com. See you guys next week where we're going to bring you some more of that new. Bye, and thanks for listening again.